all year long. Merry Christmas from Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. It's top v bottom is Celtic with a makeshift strike force. Welcome Dundee. Motherwell St Mirren is the big one near the bottom. And there's a chance for Aberdeen Hearts and Kilmarnock to be the other big winners at the top before Rangers play tomorrow. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me in the studio this afternoon, Alex Ray, Mark Wilson and Hugh Keevans. But only one place to start, Celtic Park for teams with Alison Conroy and Gordon DL. Yeah, Gordon, as you say, top versus bottom here at Celtic Park this afternoon. Ryan Christie is back fit for Celtic but he has to start on the bench this afternoon it's Mikey Johnson who'll start up front with Odson Edward out injured so it will be Scott Bain in goal this afternoon a back four of Anthony Ralston Yozo Simonovic Philip Benkovic and Emilio Izigiri in front of them Callum McGregor and Olivia Ncham then it'll be James Forrest Tom Rogic and Scott Sinclair with Mikey Johnson up top on the bench Gordon Brown Gamboa Hayes Morgan Christie and Ayer for Dundee five changes from that defeat to Aberdeen in midweek Jack Hamilton in goal a back four of Cami Kerr Ryan Innes Andy Boyle and Nathan Ralph then it'll be Glenn Kamara and Martin Woods with the three of Lewis Spence Paul McGowan and Adil Nabi, Benjamin Kalman up top on the bench Parish, Mendy, Miller, Spence, Moore, Lambert and Bradbury Gordon Dale, we look at these two teams we'll start with Celtic, Mikey Johnson starting up front this afternoon yeah, after that goal th- in midweek Yeah, he'll play through the middle, I don't think that'll be a problem because Dundee, I think just looking at their side, the changes Kenny Miller on the bench He's really written this game off. Uh, he'll be looking at more important games uh, Wednesday, Saturday. Uh, Livingston, I think it's St Johnston. He lost five at Aberdeen. This could be a long, long afternoon for Dundee, especially a Celtic team. The last four home games in the league here has scored roughly round about 17 goals. I know that they've not got a recognised centre-forward, but they've got a lot of firepower. Alisson looking at the two teams. Celtic could probably play without a goalkeeper and still win. Tom Rogic in that team as well. We all know that Brendan Rodgers not happy that he might not have him for the Rangers game, but he's back in this afternoon. Yes, um, I think he would be a massive miss to Celtic, and I'm, th- I'm sure every Rangers supporter, they won't admit it, but they'd be delighted if he was not in the starting 11 come the 29th of December, because he's a big player in these games. He scores goals. I've always said on his forum, he's the best midfield player in Scotland. be interesting to see how he plays this afternoon. It'll be interesting to see how this you know, gets comes out and the fact will he stay or will he have to go and, and team up with Australia I don't think that Celtic will have him for the 29th so Mikey Johnson does start after that first goal for Celtic in midweek two changes for Celtic five for Dundee well I do not understand Jim McIntyre starting without Kenny Miller I have to assume there's a reason why he can't start the match because he's the informed striker in the country seven goals in his last six matches so uh, for me, that's a real boost for Celtic. And with Mikey Johnson playing up front, I think he's got the potential to be a real jack in the box. He, he did it against the Hibs when he came on. A dismal day for Celtic, but Mikey Johnson brightened up the, the picture for them at Easter Road. And he took a magnificent goal against the Motherwell in midweek. So he could be a real surprise packet up front. But everything points to Celtic today, and they should take care of Dundee quite comfortably and they have to because there is no margin for error no matter what any Celtic supporter says or thinks there is no margin for error in a league where the top four are separated by three points Well I think Hugh that Jim McIntyre maybe has the same opinion as all of us in here that there's more important games coming up for Dundee and Kenny Miller why risk him? It's the time to have a rest for him I'm the same as Daz Celtic 
you could fancy could have any back four in there and probably not be troubled whether Dundee have St Johnson and Livingston coming up vital games for them that he needs Kenny Miller so I think that's the reason Kenny Miller's on the bench in terms of Michael Johnson up front again said on Thursday night I don't see it being a problem games like this Celtic can get get away with not having a recognised number 9 striker it's further down the road where you go to Pataudry and you go to Ibrox that you need someone up there so I don't think it'll be a problem for Mikey Johnson and the rest of the guys just fitting behind that so I, I can see a fairly easy day a fairly comfortable day for Celtic and they need it because they've got two really really tough games coming up in the, in the space of this week so they could do by getting this game done and dusted as quick as possible and getting some of the the ones who may come into contention in in the following two games off the park as quickly as possible maybe it's just an early birthday present he turns 39 Nine, tomorrow yeah. after all Hugh Keevans so we always bang on about this busy schedule Alex players of any age aren't expected to play every game during that schedule never mind a 39 year old so it's quite understandable is it not yeah I think from a Dundee point of view though if you're travelling down 100 miles to watch the game and you realise that your main striker isn't playing you'd be disappointed but I understand Jimmy Mack's reasoning He has Livingston and St Johnson To contend with this week as well So we'll be trying to keep him as fresh as possible But ultimately you're kind of throwing down mm. You know the, the challenge today Because Celtic will win at a canter And uh, they have so much uh, firepower That you know you would expect that But I can understand Jim McIntyre's thinking uh, Gordon Diel Obviously Mikey Johnson is down there As the, the, the makeshift striker if you like But would you expect all of those attackers to Swap positions at various points and have a, a sort of fluid look to them like they often do. Yeah, that's what uh, that's what they're so good at, Gordon. The rotation uh, from the front four, as I call them, uh, especially in the wide areas. Scott Sinclair likes to come in off that flank. So does Forrest. Uh, I watched him against Hibs here in the four-two game for a second half. His movement was absolutely brilliant. So I would expect the three to rotate. And uh, I think it'll be a difficult afternoon for Dundee. I really do. This could be, this could, uh, if it starts off and Celtic score early, we're in for a lot of goals. Because I touched on every time I've, I've come here, you look at the league leaders, Kamarnock, when they pitched up here, they lost five and they could have lost a lot more. Hearts were the same, Hibs were the same. Dundee are coming off a 5 1 drubbing. Uh, Petordre I think Celtic will fancy a lot of goals this afternoon I think I'm right in saying (laughs) is it Callum McGregor wearing the armband this afternoon he does yes Uh, big day for him Uh, proud day for him new contract captaincy with uh, Scott Brown on the bench Uh, good day for Mm. for being in goal as well not often that uh, Scott Bain gets a, a league game uh, not quite sure why the change has been made But he'll be pleased Before we get teams from around the country Let's hear from both managers in that one Well Jim will be probably looking at a reaction from the other night and So for us we just want to To continue to build on You know a lot of our good play over these last Couple of months You know we, we bounced back really well in the week You know great to watch in terms of Especially the first half The quickness of our game and the combinations And and then kept it on the clean sheet Which was nice So um so for us, it's a continuation of how we've been, and and Dundee are a team that will will make it really difficult for us, I'm sure, and try to be really compact and tight, and and like I say, we'll have to work hard for the for the win. Another really tough game, and uh, what has been quite a tough schedule for us. So uh, we've got a show better response and what we did in terms of. Organisation, uh, set plays. Tuesday night was very disappointing. Uh, and we've, uh, we need to defend better on what we did, especially at set place. 
Okay, that's you up to speed with what's happening at Celtic Park. Huge games elsewhere, all around the top flight this afternoon, though. None more so than at Fir Park, a big game near the bottom. Motherwell against St Mirren. Here's Fraser Wishart. Two of my former teams, Gordon clashing, as you say, a very important game at the wrong end of the table for, for these two teams. Torrential rain in the past, that might have seen the game being off, but nowadays pitch the best in the league and it's looking just fantastic as the players begin to come out for their warm-up. But uh, said to Ella, very important to both teams, to Keith Lasley and the dugout alone as Steve Robinson suspended uh, spoke openly about the importance of this game and this week good results would see Motherwell pull away from St Mirren and Dundee at the bottom with Kelly and Ackies next up there's already a nine point gap between the two teams between Motherwell and the bottom team Dundee so I win today Dundee we expect to lose at uh, Celtic would give them a real cushion but a poor week defeat today in particular would see Motherwell going to the new year being dragged into the relegation battle I suppose the same could be said for St Mirren after today got St Johnston and Kilmarnock games have got a chance of winning I saw them last week better performance versus Aberdeen they're maybe unlucky not to get a point, although I think creating chances and goal scoring is still a bit of a problem for them. Important for St Mirren not to lose touch of the teams above them to allow Owen Kearney to get into the transfer window in January to sign his own players. The team's five changes for Motherwell. You spoke about Dundee leaving Kenny Miller out. Stephen Robinson left five of his main players out during the week against Celtic. They're all back in the team today. It's a 3-4-1-2 formation. Mark Gillespie's in goals. Christian Mbulu, Tom Aldred and Charles Dunn at the back. Liam Grimshaw, Alan Campbell, Carmack Hugh and Richard Tate across the middle with David Turnbull behind the two strikers, Curtis Main and Danny Johnston. The subs for Motherwell, Rohan Ferguson, Aaron Taylor-Sinclair, Elliot Freer, Ryan Bowman, Gail Bigaramana, Connor Salmon and Alex Rodriguez. Goran, 3-5-2 for St Mirren. Two changes from last week. Dean Linus is in goals. Jack Baird, Anton Ferdinand and Alfie Jones at the back. Five across the middle. Paul McGinn, Ryan Edwards, Stephen McGinn, Ethan Erhanon and Lee Hodson with Cody Cook and Simeon Jackson as the strikers. Danny Rogers, Ryan Flynn, Cammy Smith, Jordan Kirkpatrick, Ian McShane, Cameron and Bredner and Adam Hamill are on the bench. And the referee today at Fir Park is Don Robertson. Huge game that one in North Lanarkshire. Let's speak to Roger Hanna who's at Easter Road and for Hibs, Roger... Um, playing Livingston today but what a difference a week makes for Neil Lennonside yeah what a difference a week makes a 2-0 win and a great performance against Celtic last Sunday uh, they had to dig in after losing a goalkeeper to get a goalless draw with Rangers on Wednesday night and Neil Lennon mentioned after the game his players looked a little bit leggy that's reflected in today's team selection six changes for Hibernian this afternoon Gordon out go Marciano Whittaker Stevenson Marlon Horgan and Camberry probably with one eye to two more big games for Hibs they go to Ibrox and Boxing Day before next Saturday evening's derby here at Easter Road against Hearts in come Adam Bogdan youngster Sean Mackey and Lewis Allen whose last start was in the defeat at Livingston back in September Darren McGregor starts as well and so too do Martin Boyle and Mark Milligan who now look set to miss the derby along with Jamie McLaren because it looks almost certain they will be headed to Dubai to link up with the Australian squad for this Asian Cup so Hibs go with Adam Bogdan in goal I think it's a back three of F.A. Ambrose Darren McGregor and Ryan Porteous across the middle Martin Boyle Vikintas Slivka Mark Milligan Emerson Heinemann and Sean Mackey and up top a young pairing Ollie Shaw and Lewis Allen on the bench Dabrowski, Gray, Whittaker, Horgan, McLaren Stevenson, Camberry. Worth noting the front line the last time these two teams met here back in February 2006 the last time they met in the top flight I should say a 7-0 win for Hibs. The goals coming from Gary O'Connor, Derek Riordan Stephen Fletcher and Chris Killen so Livingston will be looking for something much better and you look at Livy's form, they're actually above Hibs in the table, Hibs would need to win to go above them and get back into the top six tonight. Only one change from the Livy team that beat Hearts 5-0 at the Tony Macaroni last Friday night 
tonight. Nicky Cadden drops out. In comes Scott Robinson. Sadigo Liam Kelly in goal. It's up back three again of Declan Gallagher, the skipper Craig Halkett and Alan Lithgow. Across the middle, Stephen Lawless, Keegan Jacobs, Scott Pittman, Sean Byrne and Scott Robinson. And up top, Ryan Hardy who got two of those five goals against Hearts eight days ago along with Dolly Menga on the bench. Stewart, McMillan, Sibbald, Cadden, Miller, Hamilton and Lawson the referee at Easter Road this afternoon is Greg Aiken oh, and there was me Hugh Keevans about to drop that bit of knowledge about it being 7-0 the last yeah. time they met but you've got you've got to be in quick to beat Roger yeah. Hanna it doesn't give you much of a chance old school I like that comes with his preparation yeah, does his homework done. good I like it right let's go to the Hope CBD Stadium Mark Guidi's looking ahead to Hamilton Kilmarnock yeah you're absolutely right Gordon and uh, for both sides real incentives here today for Kilmarnock a victory will guarantee them going into second spot ahead of Rangers as they don't play till tomorrow and depending how Celtic are on against Dundee they could well end up top of the league again at 5 o'clock tonight but they face a Hamilton Ackies team who want to continue to put distance between themselves and the bottom two clubs St Mirren and Dundee Ackies currently in 10 spot on 13 points 4 points ahead of the bottom two for Martin Canning's tied he goes with a 3-4-3 formation this afternoon it's Gary Woods in goal at the back Ziggy Gordon Matt Kilgallen and Scott McMahon before the midfield Aaron McGowan Darian McKinnon Tom Tayo and Lenny Sowa and the three up front Dougie Emery Mikel Miller and James Keatings on the bench for the home team Jacob Marsden Delphine Tishembe Rakish Bingham Sean Want Kieran Mon-Louis Scott Martin and Freddie Bruce Dad for Kilmarnock it's a 4-2-3-1 formation Stevie Clark has gone for Daniel Backman in goals at the back Stephen O'Donnell, Scott Boyd, Stuart Finlay and Greg Taylor the holding two Gary Dicker and Alan Power and it's Chris Buck, Greg Stewart and Jordan Jones in behind the lone striker the former Aki striker Eamon Brophy on the bench for Kelly, Jamie McDonald, Rory McKenzie Chris Boyd, Mikael and Jolly Callum Waters, Ross Millen and Aaron Tishbola and today's match referee at the Hope CBD Stadium is Bobby Madden and last but certainly not least let's head north to Pataudry Dave Galloway is keeping an eye on all things Aberdeen and Hearts thanks very much Gordon three wins in the space of a week have propelled Aberdeen up the Premiership table to sit just three points behind leaders Celtic and confidence is high in the camp that they can maintain their challenge Hearts on the other hand are desperate to get back on track after a nightmare run of six defeats in the previous nine games in League and Cup including of course last weekend's 5-0 thrashing by Livingston. Not surprisingly, Aberdeen are once again unchanged, so they start with Joe Lewis in goals. Shea Logan, Scott McKenna, Andy Considine and Max Lowe across the back. Midfield, Conor McLennan, Lewis Ferguson, Graham Shinney and Niall McGinn. Up front, Stevie May and Sam Cosgrove. The substitutes for Aberdeen today, Cherney, Gleeson, Wilson... Forrester, Wright, Campbell and Anderson. Hearts, well, they've certainly rung the changes. No fewer than five of them to the starting lineup, including uh, a new uh, goalkeeper in place. Colin Doyle uh, steps in, as does Ollie Lee, Sean Clare, Stephen Naismith and Marcus Godinho. The ones dropping out, uh, Zdenek Zlamal, Clevid Di Camona, uh, Callum Morrison, Benjamin Garuccio and Arno Zoom. So it's Colin Doyle in goals. Across the back, Michael Smith, Ollie Lee, Christoph Berra and Marcus uh, Godinho. Sean Clare, 
Oliver Bozanic, Peter Haring and Dimitri Mitchell in midfield. Up top, Stephen Naismith and Stephen McLean. The Hearts substitutes today. Zlamal, Hughes, McDonald, Mulraney, Brandon, Morrison and Connor Smith. And your match referee at cold but very sunny Pataudry for Aberdeen and Hearts is John Beaton. Hugh Keevans, I don't think there's a competition for the most significant piece of team news, but if there was, Stephen Naismith's return would be up there. Yeah, but uh, as Dave has pointed out, Hearts have collapsed in recent weeks yeah, without Stephen without Naismith Stephen Naismith but it's asking a lot of a player who's been out for that length of time to come straight up to speed in his first match back having said that hearts have collapsed in recent weeks Aberdeen have really come forward with a vengeance in the last few weeks they are now uh, in fourth place in the league having been Bottom six for long periods of the season uh, And they're not that far off the top With Celtic to play at Pataudry on Boxing Day So for me Contrasting fortunes Which add up to A home win for Aberdeen Mark Wilson and Alex Ray You've heard the team news from all around the grounds uh, And it's all set up for a cracking day It certainly is I mean I think a lot of managers are Taking into consideration This busy schedule You know Another two games to to put into their minds apart from today and you, you hear team news at Hibs I mean five changes guys coming in and out Hearts the same um, you know Celtic made one or two changes as well so uh, managers understand how important this period is and how important it is to rotate your squad so that makes for an interesting day's football because when guys haven't played for a few weeks mm. you sometimes get a good reaction you sometimes get a bad reaction so it'll be interesting to see all across the country uh, how the teams deal with changes in squads The defining characteristic of this season In our major league Is that you're never certain What's going to happen next Not this season no yeah. Alex it's been, it's been striking to see The number of changes Across yeah. all the teams I, I can't remember a weekend Where there's been so many changes Made yeah. in, in every game that, that we're covering I think it actually shows you Gordon That the impact it's having On teams You know the amount of fixtures This month I think it was nine games yeah. uh, in, in this month Which is Ridiculous actually When you think about it You know Players trying to recover And things So I think what you're seeing today Is you're seeing managers Using their full quarter And some of them are prioritising When you think about Some of the games That are coming up There's mm. a few derbies And things So yeah, but uh, uh, it'll be interesting because I've actually changed my acca on the back of it. Oh, so okay. have I. <laughs> Don't worry, you've got about 40 minutes before I ask you uh, what's included in the acca this afternoon. Uh, you've got team news from all around the grounds. We'll bring everyone in, get the top team involved, and look at all the big stories of the week. That's coming next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Evans, Mark Wilson, and Alex Ray. Don't tell me you're meant to be the three wise men. Surely not. Well, one of us turned up. <laughs> they are here in the studio this afternoon, and we've got the top team all around the grounds as well as we build up to Celtic Dundee, Aberdeen Hearts, Hamilton Kilmarnock, Hibs Livy, and Motherwell St. Mirren. Wells keeping an eye on all the big games all across the country in the lower leagues as well. Let's bring all the top team in though and look at some of the big stories dominating the back pages this week, particularly uh, this morning. And over the last couple of days, Roger Is the one that's been alluded to already on the show uh, And that is Will Tom Rogic be available to play Against Rangers on the 29th Or will he be away with Australia And of course the same applies to the three Hibs players as well What's your gut telling you at the moment? 
Uh, well, my understanding is that Australia um, are digging their heels in. They want all the players away. I think under FIFA regulations, they could have taken them away after these games, prior to the Boxing Day games, um, to allow them to build up for the first Asian Cup matches. Uh, there's an agreement in place that all the players will be allowed to play on Boxing Day, and then everyone has to hook up with the squad in Dubai on December 27. And when we say everyone... You know, sometimes we're a wee bit insular. We think this only affects Tom Rogic and the three Hibs lads that I'll see this afternoon. Mm. It affects the entire squad. You know, players like Mark Ryan, the, the goalkeeper at Brighton in the English Premier League, they will all miss games. Um, it's not just Australia either. I think, you know, Newcastle missed a couple of players, Ki Sung Young being one of them. Um, Spurs will miss Young Min, Lee, uh, Young Min Son, I should say. So it's not just about Tom Rogic and the Hibs lads. It's about a whole bundle of players. But my understanding is Tom Rogic will not, as things stand, be involved in the Old Firm game. Does anyone expect some sort of solution to be plucked from somewhere and and that to not be the case? Tom Rogic does play. Now they, they look hamstrung in every way, uh, in spite of Brendan Rodgers' protests and clear frustration at the situation. Uh, you know, I realise that everything in life is not about money, but uh, Tom Rogic becomes a millionaire every 12 months because he plays for Celtic, and yet Celtic on their biggest league day of the season are denied his services. For me, that's uh, an imbalance, but. Uh, I think that Brendan Rodgers will have to bow to the inevitable and I would say if Celtic win at Ibrox it will not be because Tom Rogic played and if Celtic lose at Ibrox it will not be because Tom Rogic missed the match one man will not determine the outcome of this game on the 29th I think the thing about Tom Rogic is he obviously turns up in these games but the good thing for Brendan Rodgers he's got plenty of players who can who can play in that position and and who play it well. When you look at Hibs, on the other hand, they're losing three three key players in a game where you know it's a must win for them also. So you kind of slightly feel sorrier for Hibs. Celtic, I think, can go to Ibrox and handle that occasion with the squad they have without mm. Tom Rogic. Hibs, I think it's a, a, a much bigger loss for them. Fraser Wisher, how difficult are situations like this because you're never going to keep everyone happy how do you how do you how do you try and do that how do you try and please everyone and strike the right balance well that's why FIFA bring in these regulations it's the same for every tournament and, and, and I think Australia are quite right you know they can't make exceptions for, for guys to play in Scotland because most of their players play in Europe and, and that would mean you're giving to, saying to everybody yes you can go and play this is a big tournament for Australia it doesn't seem that way for us but uh, can you imagine the shoe was on the other foot where we had a couple of our top international players playing in Australia and we wanted them to stay for the European Championships and the Australian clubs are saying, nah, can we keep them for this league game? Not a chance. We'd be demanding that, that we, we get our players across. It's one of the dangers. If you sign players from the Southern Hemisphere, whether it be from Africa, whether it be even from South America, Australia down there as well, this is part of it. You've got to take this into the equation because it's going to happen every every couple of years and uh, I, I just don't see it happening. They're not going to say to, to our clubs, yeah, you have your guys and then say to the, the guys that play in England and remember a lot of the Australian lads play in the big leagues as well in Germany and Italy and all these kind of places so every club would be doing exactly the same thing so I, I don't think there's any way you can actually accommodate and be flexible in this matter mm. and I think Australia are quite right it's, it's their big tournament it's their national team we'd want the same if it was Scotland and she was on the other foot Mark Guidi I think Brendan Rodgers issue clearly is that he doesn't want to deny Tom Rogic the chance to go but he, he wants to try and use the schedule and come up with a common sense approach where they play against Rangers and or he plays against Rangers and then goes and, and joins up yeah, and I think there's, what, eight, nine days between the, the Old Firm game and the opening fixture for, for Australia to go to the training camps or seven yeah, I think hours there's a friendly first, but yeah, yeah, right about so the competitive game. 
So, you know, you, you can understand Brendan Rodgers' frustration. I think it is a blow for Celtic um, not to have him. Uh, and I'm sure Rangers will be absolutely delighted because tactically, um, Rangers have really struggled to cope with the role, uh, the tactical awareness, the intelligence on the pitch of Tom Robich uh, during uh, Old Firm. You'll need to look at his, his, his contribution over the past 18 months. So it's a big blow for Celtic and uh, I'm sure it's a plus for Rangers. But I'm sure Celtic and indeed Hibs will, will try and negotiate right up until the to the last minute. I've noticed mm. the comments of both managers are disappointed with Graham Arnold. Um, the the Australian uh, manager's attitude however Fraser's absolutely right if this was Scotland and we're going to a major tournament we'd be demanding the release of our players uh, Gordon Diel I get all the arguments of course with Celtic having the biggest squad and, and having players that perhaps can, can step into that position and fill it um, I know you in particular are a, a keen observer of what Tom Rogic brings to the Celtic team though and uh, I mean it goes without saying Brendan Rodgers would rather have him than not because of the way he plays in these fixtures I think he's the best player uh, in these fixtures Gordon I really do I think he'll be an absolute massive miss to Celtic but the boys are right you just can't it's not about an individual it's not about one club it's about the whole package it's about um, Australia looking after herself the manager if he doesn't get the right results right preparation he loses his job a lot of the arguments that Celtic play pay wages as Hugh was touching on so there's there's benefits there for both sides but unfortunately this is the time it's come along I cannot see him playing and I think and I know the boys are saying well Celtic have got plenty of other players and they have because they've got a terrific squad but I'll tell you, it just swings a little bit balance over to Rangers because I think they would look at Tom Rogic and, and Mark Goody's right. Rangers have never been able to handle him in, a, in, in every game I've watched. And he always scores as well. He's a threat. I've always said he's the best midfield player in Scotland on for him. I think it's a massive miss to Celtic and a great boost to Rangers. I don't think he will play. Well, uh, you know, Celtic... Say that again, Roger. Sorry, there are quotes in the last couple of hours from Australia's head of performance, Luke Castle, effectively the Malky McKay of Australian football. And it's not quotes that either Brendan Rodgers or Neil Lennon will want to hear. He's saying, we haven't called everybody in at the first possible opportunity. We have allowed them to play club games for their side, but we have our own work to do. We have to protect the integrity of the Australia squad. We've left things as long as we can. There has to be a cut-off point, and we will have all the players flying out on Christmas night or Boxing Day night to assemble in Dubai on December 27th. Well, Gordon DL makes a very forthright statement, as he is entitled to do. That's what we're all here for. Uh, and he says that the loss of Rogic, if that is what happens, swings the balance Rangers' way on the 29th. Well, there is a gauntlet thrown down to the Celtic players. I don't think you can go on about the squad that Celtic have and then say that the loss of one man means that the balance switches in Rangers' favour on the 29th. I think at Ibrox, I think it does. Um, I think he's that important in these fixtures. And I know that, uh, you know, you look at Celtic just now this season, if they've come in for any criticism, it's been on the road, and uh-huh. rightly so, where they've dropped points. This guy makes Celtic tick in these games. I've, I've, I've been here watching him here at, at Ibrox, and every time he's played, Rangers cannot handle him. Nobody can handle him. And he's just, he just, he lights the game up because he must save his best performances for the Celtic Rangers, Rangers Celtic, Old Firm, whatever you want to call it. So I do think at Ibrox, where Rangers are playing very well, um, they're still in this title hunt. 
I think it does swing the balance slightly because I think it upsets what Brendan Rodgers tactically would like to do on the day. Let's remind ourselves of what Brendan Rodgers had to say on this subject most recently. We want to work in relationship with the with the federations, and uh, I I spoke with Graham Arnold, the the manager here, and had two really good days of trying to ensure that. Uh, you know, relations are good between international teams and club teams, and we can build those relations. But you do that through working together and what is the best uh, for each player. And and we feel that Tom can play on and be available for the 29th and fly out after the game and meet up in Dubai on the 30th in the morning and still be there virtually a week before he's due to play his first game. Tom wants to play in the game, but he also wants to play for Australia. You know, so it's a position that I don't think that the player needs to be in. You know, it's clearly, you know, it's it's a showcase game. You know, the Celtic Rangers games, Rangers Celtic, the great games. He's been great in them for us, and of course, he can play in it and still travel and recover and prepare and get ready for the uh, for the cup competition in January. Alex Ray, if you are a Rangers midfielder lining up that day. And you see that Tom Rogic isn't in the Celtic team. Does that give you a boost? Yeah, absolutely. When you consider the, I think he got three goals against Rangers last year. So you know, I, I understand all the points. However, uh, Graham Arnold has a job to do, Gordon. And uh, it's interesting hearing uh, Brendan Rodgers' comments there, saying he'll be back in the 30th. If every player was allowed to play in the 28th or 29th for their respective club, there'd be nobody left to play in the friendly match. So. He has to take that as the game that he has stamped his preparation for. And I totally understand where the Australians are coming from. So it's okay saying you have to have a working relationship, but everyone has to look out for their own interests. But in terms of the importance of an individual, I do understand that the Rangers Celtic game is a separate life form. There is nothing like it in our country. It stands alone. And I do understand the significance of uh, Rogic in past matches, past meetings of the two teams. But this season, Celtic have lost 15 points away from home. They've only won three of their nine games on the road. And Rogic has to take his share of the blame for that. So I don't think that the loss of Rogic equates with Celtic not winning the match at Ibrox. Gordon, what it, what it does do with, with uh, Tom Rogic being ruled out, it absolutely takes away any doubt over whether Scott Brown will start the game or not. Because that would guarantee Scott Brown a holding role in there and I think the next best option uh, for Celtic if you don't have Tom Rogic is to move Callum McGregor and up into team. that role yeah. but of course Ryan Christie is on the bench today so he yeah. comes into the fold yeah it, it, it does but I'd imagine going to Ibrox without Tom Rogic I think you'd, I, would, I would play Scott Brown anyway Mark I would have him all day long yeah. um, in the team but I think your next best Option just in terms of what he can bring overall, the fitness, the flow that he's in at the moment. Callum McGregor would get get in ahead of Ryan Christie. Yeah, listen, I'm with I'm with Daz and, and the things that he's saying about Tom Rogic and that he's such a huge player in these games. But also, Hugh, I agree with you. One guy, if you're if you're Celtic, you know, and you're going for, you know, the the treble treble if you like, it's not been built on Tom Rogic. No. You've 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 got those trophies and that achievement because you've got a terrific squad where when players drop out others come to the, the fore and really perform and that's why I'm saying I think Celtic like Mark's saying there Tom Rogic's away you can move McGregor up you can bring Christian Scott Brown comes in they're not even mentioned in Cham yeah. you know so there you go it's the one position that Celtic can afford 
to lose one mm. of their top players in Whilst we're on the subject of midfielders then another big story from yesterday Alex Ray was the new contract for Ryan Jack at Rangers Yeah I think Stephen Gerrard has been really impressed with him Gordon I heard him speaking the other week about how consistent he is He's uh, he doesn't give the ball away and uh, he'll be looking for him to kick on as well Gordon You know, he'll be looking for him to lead uh, and he'll have to play really well particularly on that that you know Celtic Rangers game that'll be a really big encounter and, and the Rangers fans are beginning into that game looking for some sort of this is the opportunity because when you look at guys like uh, Rogic not playing at home we've touched on the Rangers home form so they'll be looking to try and break that hoodoo uh, that Celtic's had for so long Mark Guidi you've been quite vocal on this in recent weeks that what Rangers need more than anything as far as you're concerned is someone to really take control of the midfield I mean, can Ryan Jack be that man, or does it have to be someone else? Well, you know, it's it's in Ryan Jack's hands, but at the moment he's not shown enough for me to suggest he can be a Barry Ferguson or a Stuart McCall or a Stephen Davis or across the city a Scott Brown. For me, Rangers lack an identity, a heartbeat in the middle of the pitch. I think the midfielders are good. You know, your, your Adfields and um, your Ryan Jacks and, and boys like that, but for me, they're not title-winning midfielders uh, and I know that the priority is to, to get a, a number nine someone as, as proper backup to Morelos or to pu- push Morelos even more but for me if there is an opportunity to go and get Steve Davis I would absolutely go and snap him up all day long because that's the kind of player the the, the professional and uh, the, the kind of guy that they're looking for uh, Fraser Wishart Ryan Jack by his own admission talking about dealing with injuries at first and perhaps some disciplinary issues as well so I guess he's going to look to try and continue his progression in the duration of this new contract yeah I mean I think he's managed to control himself a wee bit better this year with his disciplinary although was it four red cards last year two of them were overturned so he was a wee bit unlucky but uh, I, I, I agree with Mark but I don't think Ryan Jack's the man that they're going to look to to, to, to get Mark's an identity get a grip of the game I agree with him totally they need somebody else who's going to play further forward you get Jack Koulibaly Hadejaria Arfield all quite similar players in there and none of them really step forward into that number 10 role and, and, and it's not easy to get a Tom Rogic or to get Ryan Christie in the kind of form that he's in but there's those type of players that can go and just grab the game with a scruff of the neck and go and win the game for you You know, Ryan Jack's a really good player I think he, he's an unsung it's a hero in there where he, where he just does everything simple but he needs players around him where he can break break up the play and feed the ball to the more creative players and, and, and they've been searching everywhere Ryan Kent's played in there I think Gresca's played in there as well Arfield has pushed forward and has done okay in there but he's better coming from deeper so so yeah I agree with Mark there's a, there's a, a real need I think for somebody behind Morelos to push him to, but also somebody to, to take over that that number 10 spot but for me I like Jack I think, I think he's a good player and he does a good job in there for as one of the guys has been mentioned along the way is a boy called Kieran Dowell from Everton they've been raving about him there's talk about him coming up in the window and he actually fits into that number 10 role OK we'll park that one for the meantime we've got five big games in the Premiership this afternoon we're going to hear from the managers next Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. 15 minutes to kick off in the big games all around the country this afternoon. Alex Ray, Mark Wilson and Hugh Keevans are here with me, Gordon Duncan. Let's go back around the grounds though. Uh, Fraser Wishart is watching two of his old teams at Fir Park, Motherwell against St Mirren. Just how big is this game, do you think, Fraser? Nine points the gap at the moment. You talk about six-pointers and that sort of thing They tend to come a bit later in the season But you, you do get the feeling that 
you know, if that stretches to 12 That might be too much for St Mirren But obviously if it's cut to 6 Then the race is back on Yeah when I read Keith Lasley in, in the newspaper yesterday Gordon you know, I had to go and check and see what the league table was like I, I thought it was 9 points I'm thinking, well, I made a mistake, is it maybe closer? So it's obviously in Motherwell's minds you know, In their team selection during the week When they left out 5 players against Celtic It was almost going to say Well we don't think we have much chance anyway So we'll rest them up because we've got 3 games we can, they, they, can, they can win So yeah, I... I I was a bit surprised that he's being so open, but clearly it's it's in their minds, and they are a wee bit concerned that if they, if they lose today and Sitman get up to 12 points, and all of a sudden that gap's closed. They're in that kind of strange position, mother, where they're, they're nine points ahead of Sitman and Dundee, but they're nine points behind the team above them in eighth place, Hibs as well. So they're kind of in that strange position where a couple of wins this week, we'll just see them, they'll, they'll be well away from the relegation battle, but a couple of defeats we'll see them dragged into. I think it's a bigger game for Sitman, I, re- I really do. I, I think Sitman have got to start to, to pick up points from somewhere. They can't just keep relying on Dundee. Dundee and Hamilton around them to lose you know those teams will pick up points at some point and uh, I think for St Murray they've just got to keep themselves in contact with the teams above them try and get a bit of confidence they played better last week against Aberdeen than they did the week before against Livingston but scoring goals is the problem Simon Jackson's got a bit of help that strength up today big lad Cody Cook returns to the team so I expect it to be a real strong physical game both teams will be playing 3-5-2 not a lot of midfield action the midfield room as well I think it'll be back to front and uh, it's, a, it's a big game certainly for St Mern but uh, just strange it seems to be in mothers' minds almost talking that they might get dragged into the relegation battle which can sometimes get into the players' minds as well Stephen Robinson in the stands today Keith Lasley in the dugout I think this week he'll probably have a big bearing on that um, you know we still believe that there is that chance to, to break into that but we're going to have to show that consistency that we, we haven't shown really you know we're going to need to try and put the results uh, together to force our way in there because the teams above is um it's, it's a it's a strange league this year. How many teams, as you say, that are really you know vying for the that, that top six and the top three or four? It's so so tight, but we still believe we'll get a chance of hopefully tagging onto the bottom of that group and, and trying to work our way into that. I don't think anybody's safe. I think that, that that's the motivation. And for me, you know, we're looking up and and, and we're looking at those two or three teams above us. And, and and ideally, as you say, the motivation has to be that we're saying, can we bring those teams back into the mix and can we make them sweat it more than anything else, or can we put them under a bit of pressure? So, I think with that games like Saturday become important. Where uh, you know, if we can get the three points and, and and cut the gap, it then brings them into that 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 edgy part of the league again. And Mark Guidi, looking at Hamilton against Kilmarnock, the chance there for Kilmarnock to do that psychological thing to Rangers where they go back above them even for 24 hours or whatever it may be and then sit back and see how Rangers can respond tomorrow yeah a great opportunity for, for, for Kilmarnock and I tell you what you know, they're going to be backed by a terrific travelling support more than 15 minutes to kick off Gordon and every seat in the away end is already taken and down below them at both pie stands as you'll be well aware that the set up here at the Hope CBC Stadium I'd imagine they're going to have to find an overspill into the little stand uh, across from the, the main stand because there's no way they're going to be able to house all these Kilmarnock supporters so they've come here to cheer their team to the possibility of going totally but certainly to go into to second spot they've got great consistency in team selection by Steve Clark but they play against an Aki's team and the Alec Ray and I watched them last Sunday uh, at Ibrox they didn't offer much going forward but, but they're resilient and if Gary Woods the goalkeeper who had the game of his life last Sunday after if he can reproduce that kind of form today and you certainly wouldn't rule like he's out Martin Canning against Stevie Clark in the dugout today 
the biggest thing in football for me is belief is, is players believing and that's what you've got to come on that you've got a group of players that believe in, and they're going to get results I think you see it in, an example probably the other way and it would be Hearts not doing a lot different to what they've been doing at the start of the season but when the players maybe have that wee dip in confidence we're the same at times you that wee dip in confidence that wee dip in belief it can affect results and it's, it doesn't need to be a huge amount in this league for you to lose some games as opposed to win some games yeah, and what Stevie's done there is he's managed to build that belief and that that belief are going to win games and, and you can see it in them. He played very, very, very well against us here. Uh, I don't know what Martin would think, but I would imagine it would be one of the better performances this season. Uh, we, we found it difficult that day and we expect a tough, tough game going to, going to their home patch. So, a lot of respect for them. They, they know how to get results in this division. Everybody keeps looking at them year in, year out as perennial strugglers, but they always, they always find a way to, to get the results. Dave Galloway all season Aberdeen have been crying out for a goal scorer All of a sudden Sam Cosgrove's got four in his last three Are the locals starting to get a bit excited about him? Yes they are indeed uh, Gordon That's uh, three games in a row Sam Cosgrove has scored for Aberdeen The last Dons player to do such a feat um, quite surprisingly it uh, was Simon Church remember him uh, about uh, three years ago everybody thought it might have been Adam Rooney but it was it was Simon Church no certainly the, the, the general run of form that the team's on it certainly captured uh, the imagination of the fans and a crowd of around uh, 17,000 that anticipated here uh, the Dons obviously determined to make it four wins back to back and give the Red Army an early uh, Christmas present of three points but another good match and Sam Cosgrove doing very well his strike partner Stevie May is also doing well without getting a barrel load of goals the two of them have got a great understanding developing them football's quite fickle you know it was only nine days ten days ago that you were asking me a question about um, trying to find some form uh, and here we are you know the games come thick and fast and sometimes when they come thick and fast it's um, you can get that bit of momentum pretty quickly so uh, for me, the, the effort's been there 100%. We're not looking for it, not expecting any extra effort. We are expecting, um, hopefully, a similar performance, and that comes from being confident. I think you can see right throughout the team, there's more confidence. Ten goals, I think, we've scored in the last three games, which in itself um, helps on that front. I know what we're facing. I know Derek and Doc really well. I know how they play and what the team plays. We're hit a bit of form. It's going to be tough. The, I'm hoping that we get some rebound from last week's result and that we can go up there with determination that, that we'll do our best to win the match. And that's, that's all I can ask. I thought last week was a, a sequence of events that were unusual uh, and we, we, we fell foul of, of those uh, events and didn't deal with them particularly well. This week's a new week. Uh, and Roger Hanna, the Craig Levine sounds so down because he's talking about that 5-0 defeat that Hart suffered against Livingston. Interesting to see how they follow that up when you watch them at Easter Road this afternoon. Yeah, and they keep defying the, the sceptics all season long. I saw them very early in the season beating Hibs. I think it was the 1st of September and the Tony Macaroni. They came from behind, goals of Sean Byrne, Scott Bantman scored. And you thought, yeah, that's a good result, but they'll never keep that up. But not only have they kept it up, they've actually got better as the season's gone on. You know, particularly at home, the win against Rangers, the draw with Celtic, that win against Hart. That's, that's three clean sheets at home. And Liam Kelly in goal, and this back three of Declan Gallagher, the captain Craig Halkett and, and Alan Lithgow have been absolutely terrific. When you think 
that was the the back three and the goalkeeper who came out of League One only 18, 19 months ago. It's an absolutely terrific achievement if they get a point here this afternoon. They'll be in the top six, I think, at Christmas. And you just can't, you know, you can't praise Gary Holt and David Martindale enough. No, it's been superb. You know, another great win on Freddie. They beat us early on the season. I think if you look at the progress that Livingston have made over the past couple of years, it's been meteoric, really. So, delighted for Gary. He was out of the game for a while, and I know he was, um, you know, itching to get back in. And you see him, he's got a smile on his face, and he's enjoying what he's doing, so very pleased for him. He's doing a great job there. And we know how difficult the game is. It's an important game for us, because, again, if we win, we can, you know, get ourselves around the top six again. You know, the players have beating Celtic, drawn with Rangers, so arguably taking four off the two best teams in the country at the minute. Three clean sheets. So in a really difficult period of the season, they're performing very well. Win, lose or draw, it's the same. It's the same build-up on a Monday going into the following week because we're not at a level where we can have pick and choose. We want to be working hammer and tongs every day to get a good result on a Saturday. So it would have been the same on Monday if the result wasn't the positive as we got on, on Friday. We want to push on. We want to try and get another three points. We're going away from home now um, to a very good side. Um, and we have to be at the top of our game and produce the levels uh, that we produced on Friday and hopefully create enough chances that we can maybe expose Hibs to, to maybe get us a, a couple of goals. It's almost showtime. We're going back to Celtic Park for kick-off next. <laughs> Merry Christmas from Clyde One Super Scoreboard. We'd be lucky to get one wise man. Full time in the Scottish Premiership Aberdeen 2, Hearts 0, Celtic 3, Dundee 0, Hamilton 1, Kilmarnock 1, Hibs 1, Livingston 1, and Motherwell 0, St Mirren 1. Into the Championship, Alloa 2, Queen of the South 0, Dundee United 2, Falkirk 1, Dunfermline 0, Air United 0, Morton 1, Inverness 2, and Ross County 2, Partick Thistle 0. Into League 1, Arbroath 0, Wraith Rovers 2. Brecon 0 Airdrie 1 Dumbarton 0 Strindraer 1 East Fife 1 4 for 0 And Montrose 3 Stenhouse Muir 1 Into League 2 Albion Rovers 0 Clyde 3 Annan 4 Berwick 0 Cowdenbeath 0 Edinburgh City 2 Peterhead 4 Stirling Albion 1 And Queen's Park 0 Elgin 4 Finally the English Premier League It finished Arsenal 3 Burnley 1 uh, Was Bournemouth 2 Brighton 0 Chelsea 0 Leicester 1 Huddersfield 1 Southampton 3 Man City 2 Crystal Palace 3 Newcastle 0 Fulham 0 And West Ham 0 Watford 2 And that means The floor is yours So let's hear from you What did you make of your team's performance today? Celtic fans Is Mikey Johnson the answer To your striker issues at the moment? Yes or no After he scored two goals today Motherwell fans Is that defeat at home to St Mirren The result which drags you into relegation trouble? And St Mirren fans Is that the result which Kickstarts your season Rangers fans Let's look ahead to tomorrow's game At St Johnston as well Is the pressure now on you To go and respond To the likes of Celtic and Aberdeen At the top 01419511025 Let's hear from you right now Big pressure on Rangers tomorrow now Because of the Celtic result They cannot afford to leave anything behind At McDermott Park Or else they go into the games Against Hibs and Celtic Both at Ibrooks. In that must win situation And that adds pressure onto the shoulders of all the players So it's a big day for Rangers tomorrow But how good is this league? 
Because yeah. you've got Celtic going to Aberdeen in Boxing Day now And if Aberdeen were to win that game They'd be on the same points as Celtic As they then would have to approach Ibrox on the 29th In that same must-win mode So the league is doing its job At the top and at the bottom it is frantic and exciting. Yes, yeah, so let's hear from you right now on the phones. 01419511025. Celtic are going to be top at Christmas. 39 points, 18 games played. Aberdeen are three points behind, although they have played a game more. Uh, Rangers on 35 points, as are Kilmarnock, who've played a game more than Stephen Gerrard's side. And as you go down, Harps in fifth, Livingston sixth. Hibbs in 7th, St Johnston 8th, Motherwell in ninth, but now only 4 points ahead of Hamilton Ackies and 6 ahead of St Mirren, Dundee still bottom on 9 points, 3 behind St Mirren So come on, you must be on your way home from a game, or even if you've been out doing the Christmas shopping and you've just been listening and keeping an eye on the results You must have an opinion on what's been happening this afternoon, if you do, share it 0141-951-1025 Gordon Diel, the obvious question from Celtic Park is Mikey Johnson the man to lead the line for Celtic at Pitodri if Odson Edward isn't fit? And is he another option there in such times when Celtic don't have Lee Griffiths and haven't bought a new striker yet? Yeah, I would say yes to both questions, Gordon. I was very impressed with the young lad today. Um, I don't think he'll be what you call the regular centre forward uh, once everybody comes back and then obviously Celtic looking in January window but he's doing himself no harm at all uh, I thought that I've watched the, the young pl- guy playing wide and I've watched him now playing in the middle he's just he, t- he puts a fiery death into centre halves because his movement's terrific I've got to say his movement is terrific and his two goals his first one Alec was describing what a finish from a young lad you know he's turned and he, he's confident enough to place it in there and then he gets on the end of a, a terrific cross with a header to get his second goal um, I think Brendan Rodgers will be delighted sometimes you can find a position I know it's not your natural position like we look at McGregor I never thought he would have been the lad that you know, sat in front of the back four and, and pulled the strings for Celtic he's great at it Mikey Johnston is playing with confidence he got his goal against Motherwell confidence for a forward is everything Scott Sinclair was the same he was no confidence at all he come on uh, at Murrayfield took the penalty kick today I thought he was immense I really did and young Ralston at right back I'm baffled how this lad's taken so long especially when you know the injuries to Lustig and, and, and you know Cambo's not the answer Celtic go Easter Road and play a different formation because they don't really trust the right backs and this young boy has been absolutely fantastic I've got to say Brendan Rodgers will be pleased with his the performance but I think he'd be really pleased with the response of the young kids that have come through. Celtic fans, what do you make of your um, youth players that are breaking through? Mikey Johnson, Anthony Ralston, particularly Mikey Johnson. Could he be a realistic option up front going forward? 01419511025, give us your opinion. Um, Hugh, listening to Gordon Dale's assessment of Mikey Johnson, what I would imagine will be encouraging for Celtic fans is hearing how Gordon... Has so much praise for his movement Because that's something that you would perhaps expect him to lack Not only because it's not his natural position But because he's inexperienced as well He's brought something fresh And invigorating to Celtic Over the course of Two and a bit games He got a cameo appearance against the Hibs at Easter Road And all of a sudden looked better than any other player In a Celtic jersey that afternoon 
Now he's got his goal against Motherwell and played very well. And two goals today against Dundee, getting a rave review from Gordon DL uh, because of that movement. He's something different. He's fresh. And as Gordon said, he's terrorising bigger defenders who can't cope with that. They don't expect that. They're more used to a Dembele or an Edward. And here they have Mikey Johnson, the jack in the box. Does that... Is that an encouraging thing to hear about his, his movement? Because even yeah. though Odson Edward is a recognised striker, we actually hear people wondering about his movement sometimes and if he if that's something he can improve on. Gordon's telling you that yeah. Mikey Johnson's movement looked great today. They all, they all have different attributes, Gordon, and, and uh, because he has quick feet and the amount of the ball that Celtic had today, it was wave after wave of attack. Ralston was bombing forward, Forrest coming in off the line, Sinclair was brilliant as well. That's as good as you're going to see for a while from him. Uh, but you know It gives him a decision to make And it depends For me If Edward's fit He will most certainly start Against Aberdeen Because they are a physical uh, Presence Two centre halves However This boy's given them a, An opportunity to say I'm available If needed mm. uh, Let's speak to David In Bells Hill What's on your mind After that Celtic win David? Hi afternoon panel Hello uh, Yeah just heading back From the, the game at the moment um, First of all It's take about 20 minutes To defrost my feet But anyway <laughs> Feeling good but no, yeah, certainly in regard to your point, one about Mikey Johnson. Um, I've seen him playing out wide, and I've also seen him playing through the middle. And I he's very small, you know. He's I think he's got much weight about him, but I don't think that's a major issue. He, he certainly his control in the ball was fantastic. But when you look not just at Mikey Johnson, you look at Kieran Tierney. We've now got Tony Rolson started the last couple of games, and we've got Mikey Johnson. I think you know a, a lot's been said about you know. Spending all this money on Edward, but the youngsters that are coming through at Celtic and getting a chance at Celtic are very, very good players. I mean, even look at Callum McGregor and James Forrest. These are all guys that have come through the youth system at Celtic, so something's certainly working there. Now, when you look at the right back slot, for example, with Ralston, you've got Michael Lustig, who's a Swedish international, you've got Christian Gamboa, who's a Costa Rican international, yep. maybe. Um, obviously, he must prefer Rolston over Gamboa anyway, because I know Gamboa's certainly fit and not getting a chance. That's a very good boost for young Ralston to get in in front of these two internationals. And then you've also got, you know, Kieran Tierney on the left-hand side, who's also getting in in front of Isa Gary, who again is an international player. So I think the future's looking very, very good for Celtic, and they are giving these youngsters a chance. And the answer to your question is, I think Mikey Johnson should certainly start against Aberdeen, and if, if required... No wishes to him in against Rangers. The only mystery about Anthony Ralston is the game against Hibs at Easter Road last Sunday where Brendan Rodgers insisted in putting square pegs into round holes when Anthony Ralston was on the bench. So, you know, he has shown in the last two games there's no reason to suspect he wouldn't have done similar uh, against Hibs at Easter Hugh, Road. Hugh, the only thing I'll say about that, I think it's worked in the young lad's favour because... Had Celtic won at Easter Road, Brendan Rodgers may not have thrown Ralston in. He had to get back to the back four. Mm. The five at the back did not work. Celtic were all over the place at Easter Road. Now, he was very fortunate because Celtic are a different team at home because uh, they're different class. The way they move the ball, they get the full-backs high. It was a great opportunity on Wednesday night to get the boy in against Motherwell. Today... 
he gets something down that part. He's like Cairn Tierney on the other side. The two of them, see if you were two wide men playing against these guys, you'd be thinking, oh no, here he goes again. You know, he's away. And the, the amount of chances the boy had today. Now, what, what I will do is, without getting carried away, no disrespect, you're playing at home. Celtic are magnificent at home. I think that's 20 goals in the last five league games. And I, let me say, it could have been 30. Easily. Without a shadow of a doubt, it could be 30. Because I've sat here and witnessed it. Now, that's okay. And no disrespect, that's against Motherwell and Dundee, who offered absolutely nothing bottom of the league. I think these boys need an opportunity to go... And be confident enough to get against Aberdeen. I'm with Alec Ray. I think if if Edwards fit on Wednesday against Aberdeen, I think he plays because we've we've witnessed it with Brendan Rodgers when we had the Dumbelli Griffiths. Griffiths would come on and he would play and he would score goals and everybody was crying for him to stay in the team. But Brendan Rodgers always went with his number one striker. And I think that's what will happen. But what's happened to Mikey Johnston is he's given Brendan Rodgers a brilliant Christmas present by thinking, I can put this boy in here with confidence and he will not let me down. What about David's wider point? Because I think this applies to fans of any team anywhere you don't really care who's doing it for your team but always add something extra if they're one of yours for yeah, one of your own nice they come through the system that means that bit more and that applies any level of football fans love to see it and by the way it yeah. makes good business sense for the club as well I think the fans relate more to the young boys coming through you know especially the ones that have been around the area you know these guys who have supported the club and been brought through from some of these guys have been at the club since they were 10 11 years old and fans, it just strikes a chord with fans when they see them getting their chance and when they see them playing like that. And, uh, you know, David's right. The way Celtic are looking just now, I mean, they're going for this treble, treble, but they're still managing to put young kids in, into the side uh, and still managing to keep performance levels at, at a very high level. Uh, and to underline that point, the captain today has been with Celtic since he was nine years old. McGregor. Yeah. McGregor. And uh, a product of the, the academy, obviously. So, in that respect, it's been a right good weekend for Brendan Rodgers. I, I yep. think for other clubs as well. Sorry, I, uh, we, you know, take Celtic out of the equation. When other clubs see young players coming through, it strikes a chord with the fans. But I think a lot of the fans think, oh, we've got a payday yeah. on our hands here. You know, we can sell this player on for X amount and it'll help the club. Celtic are different No, I think the Celtic fans Want to keep this group Of players together And let them uh, You know Thrive Alex uh, James Forrest I'm doing some very fast Arithmetic here Forgive me if I'm a bit (laughs) off But James Forrest Must be knocking on the door Of 300 Celtic appearances Um, Cal McGregor's got 200 Kieran Tierney Won't be too far behind that Yeah of course The Ralstons and Johnsons um, I've got a little bit Of catching up to do But By the time you add all them up if If they even stay for a couple of years that you're you're fast approaching a thousand appearances yeah. between all these guys, and that that's that's what you want, isn't it? When you've yeah. got an academy structure. When I was uh, looking over the last couple of years about in terms of and and the, the, the good thing about this, Gordon, is trying to put it in context. You have three young guys. Well, I know they're just, you know uh, some are older and others. Forrest. When you put the three of them together, Tierney, Forrest, and McGregor, the last two years when they've won the double treble, they've contributed to about three hundred games. Now, when you're developing players, Gordon, in a structure. Two aspects What do they bring To the playing side These guys have Brought six trophies Part of Six trophies And get into a Celtic team 
who were the invincible. So to, to produce players at that level, to come into players that are internationals all round about them, mm. something special. Mm. But more importantly from a Celtic point of view is they will be looking at the financial aspect because it ultimately it's a business. So they're thriving in both fronts when then you've got the emergence of Mikey Johnson. Mm. Uh, on Twitter at Clyde SSB, Fitzy says, three goals in two games, the boy looks hungry to earn a continued place. Johnson looks a player. And Scotty says, if Mikey Johnson scores against Aberdeen, surely he will be ahead of Edward for the Rangers game. Paul is a Motherwell fan from Bells Hill. Uh, sum up how frustrated you are this afternoon, Paul. Oh, absolutely raging. Raging. What a, honest to God, what a non league team. Um, all I can say is if we keep buying players for non league, that's what we're turning into non league. Um, St Mirren were very, very poor today, and we actually made them look like a good team today. Um, I'm raging. I just, I'm sick of going, turning up week in, week out, and. We're playing, we're hopeless We're absolutely Paul, hopeless Paul, can I ask you a question? Because yep, yep. I, I can clearly hear your frustration today And that was obviously a big game And I think most of the Motherwell people Will be looking at the inconsistency and things You've touched upon there in terms of the recruitment at the club You actually got yep. to two cup finals With a similar recruitment last year So you know, right. you, you have to put it in context Of where you are as a club And you lose players like Lou Moe and things and it's just It was signed from non-league by the way It was signed from non-league So, <laughs> so listen, I understand <laughs> your frustration But the, it, where Motherwell are on the grand scale of things In terms of buying players and the wages in which they can pay That is a marketplace mm. unfortunately and, you know. Uh, what, yeah. what in particular was bad today Paul? I've seen lots of tweets flying about it Just a sort of yeah. lack of any plan or any sort of tactics just, We never had a clue what we were doing We just looked at odds with everything, the amount of play and then the substitution would get made. Um, our back three looked solid. And they took took off the young boy in Bulu um, and moved Carol McHugh back into the, the midfield and put Big Romani on. And we were playing actually okay up to that. And we just lost it. And anything gone forward, eventually at the end of the game, the last 10 minutes of the game, they threw on um, two subs, Sam and and Bowman and we played before strikers and not nothing just nothing we had to rely on the young boy Turnbull to have a, a pop at goal I think it was our only shot at goal that really tested their keeper you, and it's just frustrating Hugh the inconsistency is something that will be you can hear why Paul's so frustrated I mean look look, look at that, that run okay so when, when yeah. they beat Dundee at home right good result obviously a win they then get hammered 7 at yeah. Ibrox Bounce back straight away With a 3-0 win against Aberdeen Then lose Again The next game Against Livingston Then bounce back With uh-huh. a draw against Celtic Then lose at Hearts Then bounce back at Perth yeah. And then They've now lost their last two That is That's incredible Back and forth Well It's not a manager They need it It's a psychologist uh, Because You know To go from high to low Back up to high Back down to low uh, There's clearly Temperamentally speaking Something not right uh, And You know If you can't Focus Two games in a row uh, Then I don't know how you go about it Other than Find somebody who understands The mindset Final word to you on this Paul 
Um, well, I've just, I think I've just put my season ticket away for a festive period and I've got to put my feet up and have a few shandies <laughs> rather than go, That's go one. and watch an inconsistent model. That's one way to deal with it, Gordon. It'll be breaking your heart hearing about your own yeah, team like that. I, I feel his pain. I really do. I feel his pain. I'm, I'm, I'm with Paul there. And the surprising thing, I watched them against Aberdeen. They were terrific at home. Watched them against Celtic. They fought all the way to the end and got that uh, well-deserved point, Gordon. But inconsistency is killing us this year is killing us I'm putting my season tick up as well uh, I'm is, putting my feet up the results pattern that you have described to us Gordon uh, should offer uh, Paul on the line and other Motherwell fans some comfort yeah, because it'll it get means, better it means that the next game you're going to be good no this was supposed to be the good game because they lost at Celtic midweek oh, so well, that's it the run's over you've Come had it then well, welcome to the championship Kamanuk and Hamilton coming up as well so Huge. you know a lot to play for 01419511025 thank you to Paul in Motherwell we're going to start hearing from today's managers next Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors a team that gets results every week talk to thompsons.com Oh come all ye faithful And hope your team is joyful and triumphant Merry Christmas from Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson, Alex Ray and Gordon DL here And waiting to take your calls So if you want to talk 01419511025 We'd love to have you It was a dramatic day of Scottish football as always So let's hear from you Maybe you saw Celtic beat Dundee um, maybe if you're in the local area Then you perhaps saw Motherwell lose at home to St Mirren Hamilton and Kilmarnock ended in a draw And of course Rangers playing St Johnson tomorrow as well So share all your thoughts with us on 0141-951-1025 Let's hear from a man who will definitely be happy Is Oren Kearney I think the mentality all week and the mentality today is You know, let's get rid of Or let's get our first away win And get our the monkey off our back Whatever else um, I think our big Our big Psyche, I suppose, coming into the game was that we've, we've underperformed against the teams around us um, since I've arrived anyway, and we've been disappointed with the performances and, and the points that we, we haven't gained, I suppose, in, in the teams around us, and, and I think it was more to put that right today, and I think that's probably the most pleasing aspect of today. You seemed to get you know, more bodies forward when you made the substitutions. Um, I don't know, I think possibly um, it's, it's hard to gauge in relation to whether that, that's true or not, because I suppose a game like this between two teams of, of where we're situated is probably more like a game of chess and it's probably in the first half in particular, like all week at a, at a bit your arm off for 0-0 at half time in relation to there at home, it probably brings a bit of age, um, it brings a bit of angst in their point of view and they start to come out possibly a little bit more and um, I think the substitutes happened at the time probably where the game was naturally going to possibly open up for us a little bit um, and, it's pro- and it proved that way and it allowed us to, you know, to get our goal and give us something to hold on to. Some backing from the fans this afternoon as well. Ah, they're fantastic, absolutely brilliant, and you know I think on the mouth of Christmas to, to travel with some of the displays that, that we put up over the last couple of months in relation to away performances, you know the faith that they had to come again today and, and the noise they made w- was just reward for them and, and an early Christmas present. I hope. Bit of breaking news for you to react to as well, Celtic fans and Rangers fans. Brendan Rodgers says Tom Rogic will play against Aberdeen. But will miss Celtic's game against Rangers on the 29th Your thoughts please 01419511025 Well my thoughts are that uh, that's a shame for Celtic I don't believe though it's a game changer uh, I believe that uh, the performances that they've had Over the last two games since losing to Hibs Have brought uh, a renewed optimism uh, Whether Mikey Johnson plays against Rangers It's far too early to say 
But he has uh, galvanised Celtic once again And Scott Sinclair by all accounts Has had a terrific game today And all over the park uh, Celtic have looked assured So I wouldn't describe it as a blow I would describe it as a twist of fate That Mm. Brendan Rodgers will feel he can accommodate Surely it's a blow We can debate how big a blow But it must be considered a blow blow. of some description It's a blow But I said at the start of the show Celtic are fortunate that they have quality players In that position Whether it would have been another position Where Celtic are weak in Then you would have probably ramped up How much of a blow it was Tom Rogic has been terrific in these games Take you know, no doubt about that. Scored big goals, created chances for other guys to score, so he will be missed. But when you've got Mikey Johnson in the form he is, you've got Cal McGregor and Cham, Ryan Christie coming off the bench, Scott Brown to come in. I think it's an area Celtic are strong. So Tom Rogic will miss Celtic's game against Rangers. He'll play against Aberdeen, then fly out to Dubai to join up with Australia. On Twitter, Archie says shambles. And very topical from Dean, he says, someone fly a drone over Glasgow Airport. (laughs) (laughs) Alex Ray, from a Rangers perspective, I I think you can be honest about these things. Surely Stephen Gerrard sees that as good news. It's a bonus. There's no two ways about it. I said earlier on the show that I think it was three goals the Rogic has scored last year But he is a thorn You know he picks up some brilliant areas Rangers haven't quite managed to get to grips with him So by him being away with Australia For me that's a, a bonus for Rangers on the, on the basis that Brendan Rogers has never lost a game to Rangers Who do they get mm. to grips with? Okay let's speak to John and Coke Bridge Are you disappointed by that news John? Did you expect it? What do you think? No, I'm very disappointed, eh, Gordon. I say, but at the end of the day, as I said to you yesterday, I was trying to go on. I think it's time for a rule change. As, as, as I say, the, player, the, the clubs are the ones that pay the players' wages, you know what I mean? But I don't know if this can be enforced, this, a new rule, you know what I mean? But my point being the day, I thought, watch the game today, and the interchange play with the, the, all the boys were absolutely fantastic. So maybe this wee guy, the one after another gem, the same as wee Christie, come in and done the business. So I don't know, maybe. It could work against us or for us, you know, this wee guy doing this. But I, I hope still he signs two forwards in the, the, the two centre forwards in the transfer window. But I thought they were brilliant, especially Sinclair, as I say. The interlink was, play was absolutely brilliant. So it was, and I'd like to, must admit, by the way, uh, Guy Aberdeen are due, by the way, Derek McKinnon's for coming back, the way they've come back. There's another crack and run, you know what I mean? You must mm. be uh, giving them credit for what they've done. Yeah, that's true. So Hugh Keevans, yeah. their, their form recently has been, been excellent. You can't argue with it. And all of a sudden, Sam Cosgrove looks like a goal scorer. Yeah, uh, and now they go into a game at home against Celtic where if Aberdeen win, they're on the same points as Celtic, uh, which is astonishing given the, the poor start they made to the season. But they've won 10 of their last 13 matches. Uh, they've lost the cup final to Celtic Which again under Brendan Rodgers They tend to do uh, But they've hung in there uh, And they will present Formidable opposition to Celtic It'll be a magnificent game on Boxing Day um, Gordon dear, what about John's other point I mean Celtic's Wish to get two strikers in in January that, That's not going to change on the back of a couple of promising performances from Mikey Johnson, is it? No, because you've got to remember, Gordon, this is a young lad. Um, he's just come on the scene. Uh, he's doing terrifically well. I've, I was very impressed with him. If I was picking the team on in, in Wednesday and everybody was fit, I wouldn't play him wide. I'd play him through the middle because I think he's a thorn uh, on the defenders. I think he gives them a real hard time. They're frightened. They drop off very deep and allow Celtic to, to play in front of them because they're terrified of the pace over the top. 
Um, but no, I just. Um, so you would play him ahead of Edward if everyone no, was fit. I, no, I didn't say that. You did. You said that. No, everyone I didn't. Was fit. I didn't. You said, I didn't. You said I, if everyone was fit, you'd play him. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you did. Well, my apologies. I, I mean, if if, if anyone's not fit, right? Uh, yeah, I would certainly play him through the middle. I, w- I wouldn't play him wide. I think watching him, I think he's magnificent through the middle. But he's a young lad, and we're forgetting. Yeah, Nineteen years. Yeah, he's going to take a dip in form, but I think he's been. A fantastic find. It was like McGregor, for instance. The reason that we found out McGregor could play that position was simple because Scott Brown limped off a here injured. I think it was against Tibbs. And all of a sudden, Celtic changed their formation and they went 4-1-4-1. And McGregor was the guy that sat in front of the back four. And he was absolutely brilliant. And he is brilliant. And to be fair, I I think they will sign two forwards. But this boy, I think, has got a big future. So I, I, I don't think Brendan Rodgers is going to just go, right, every big important game in you go, son. It's not going to happen. Uh, we, we've all been young players. We've all went into the first team. You know, the adrenaline gets you through the first two or three games. Remember, no disrespect, Motherwell here, Dundee here. Would I be confident throwing them in against Aberdeen? Yeah, 100% I would. But it's a long season. John? I would just like to thank you again for putting my curtain down today. As uh, I listen to him, on Morrow will not get beat. They won't get beat, you. You're a worse tipster than me, mate. You oh, said no better than you. Well done, John. Thank you for your wishes. But anyone who listens to Hugh Keevens about the outcome of a game, there's not going to any sympathy for me. Well, I mean, I cannot be held account for people's coupons going down. <laughs> to be fair, you got one up about eight weeks ago now. Bet, please bet responsibly. Yeah, the only the, the Ollie Gunner Solskjaer era has got off to a flyer for Man United. Three and a half minutes gone, three minutes on the clock. Cardiff nil, Man United one, and it was Marcus Rashford from yes, the free it kick, was, was it? Yeah. Just on the. It might have took a slight deflection off the wall. I think it off was Callum Patterson. Patterson yeah, yeah, just comes off his He's back. back end and uh, yeah, just leaves the keeper with no chance. That, that, Fabulous start. Just that wee point about age. Mikey Johnson is how old did you say? Nineteen. Nineteen. Kieran Tierney came in as a teenager and never left. You know, Kieran Tierney simply blossomed, got better and better, mm. became a Scotland international, racked up hundred and fifty appearances for Celtic. So the the age argument for me I think is a peculiarly Scottish thing We're obsessed by age You're either too young I think, Or you're too old I think I think you are right But it's perhaps Also a little bit unfair To hold everyone up Against Kieran Tierney I You know they, a, they, they, they can't all do that There's a position argument No Hugh Because Kieran Tierney Came into left back With competition Emilio Izaguirre And mm-hmm. stayed in the team The Celtic centre forward I mean, How many players Does Mikey, Mikey Johnson, Johnson Have to, to get in front out. of a nine million pound striker that Lee Griffiths couldn't keep out, and Lee Griffiths when, when he's back, back yeah. and there'll be a large bunch of the Celtic fans wanting the board to spend serious oh, money yeah, on yeah. another striker. Yeah, that's the most sensible thing you've said all afternoon. Thanks, well done. You have a merry Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> 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 I'm away up the road. They've got and see before today's game. Uh, Mikey Johnson I know he might have played Through the middle uh, In midweek But predominantly He's come off the wing Every time I've seen him You know in terms of Watching him in the development He comes off the off the side So uh-huh. when you look at The personnel they have At the side you, You've yeah. got Hayes You've got Morgan You've got Sinclair So this is something Different altogether And it's along the same lines As, as you rightly said yeah. About McGregor Yeah I mean Jimmy Johnson Celtic legend Greatest player ever To have played For the club According to the supporters 
And everybody who came after wee Jimmy, if you were the size of Mikey Johnson, oh, play him out wide, he could be next Jimmy Johnson. You know, the, we, we, we rule out the, 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 the fluidity of the modern mm. game where you, you, know, you can be a Mikey Johnson and play through the middle. Rangers fans, we've still not heard from you on tomorrow's game at St Johnson, so get your thoughts in. Here are the thoughts of Brendan Rogers. Yeah, it was probably one of the most enjoyable games I've been involved in in the two and a half years I've been here. Um, if look at the time of the year, sometimes the, the team, this part has been a little bit leggy and the football hasn't quite been to the intensity or the level that we would have wanted. Um, but I was, I, I really, really enjoyed watching us today. I thought that from a defensive perspective things that we talk about you know keeping the pitch nice and tight and numbers pressing the game I thought we were really fresh and dynamic in how we won the ball and, and Dundee have shown and even though it's been a struggle for them at times this season they've shown that they've got some good players that can give you a problem but we really stopped them playing and we're really really good in our defensive organisation to, to press the game and then from that that allowed us to play in their half for large parts of the game and and when we were in there, I thought some of our play, the combinations, the, the speed, the movement, and, and like you say, that was the only downside was that we only got three goals. So, uh, but and that was that was really pleasing. Mikey John, you know, making an impact after starting this afternoon. Yeah, I think the two young boys, Mikey first, because obviously he, he's got his two goals. I thought he was very, very good. Um, as a young player coming through here, I'm aware that he's played in a in the attacking positions across the front line, and he has a, an instinct to score a goal. He wants to score, so he runs towards the goal. And his first goal came off the back of a really good pass by Callum. Brilliant piece of skill, just to chop it inside and, and finish it the way he did. Uh, I guess the keeper who'd made some really good saves today as well. And the second one was probably the, the big surprise for us. So not in the clip there But remember Brendan Rodgers Also confirming Tom Rogic Will miss The Rangers game He'll play against Aberdeen on Boxing Day But then he flies out To join his national team You assume We've not heard from Neil Lennon yet But we will And he's angry um, But he will be without His three Australia internationals As well Let's quickly speak to Barry in Bells Hill Hi Barry uh, How you doing guys Alright Yes good thanks Excellent good stuff I just want to make a point about today's game. Um, I'm just back to um, Celtic Park there, and I've got to say it was an hard, great performance. But um, I, Mikey Johnson, um, impressed again. He uh, looked really good up front. His movement was outstanding and took his two goals like a season pro. So definitely needs to get a start against Aberdeen, but I think he should be starting against Rangers. Um, if, you're, if he has a good game against Aberdeen, if he scores an hard goal, the question is, can you really draft him on that form? Barry, would you play him in front of Edward on uh, midweek next couple of days if he was fit? If Edward was fit, yeah. Alex, uh, oh, it's just a question, mate. He scored three and two, mate. Can you really drop him in that form? I tell you, I tell you what. See if he plays against Aberdeen and he plays up front and he plays the same way he has done the previous two games. Then you have got an argument. You know, playing against a team who are second in the league with two big strong centre halves, one a Scotland international, and if he plays the same way. And say he manages to get a goal Then I think you have got an argument Over starting him at Ibrox Do you though Because we always used to say this About Lee Griffiths Didn't yeah, we And to be fair to, to what Mikey Johnson Has been doing recently It's still not as much of a con- Contribution as what Lee Griffiths if, brought But it was always Dembele yeah. If Edward is fit Then he will play at Ibrox From the start mm. uh, Because You know the, As has been mentioned He did cost the club £9 million uh, He cost that amount of money because Celtic believe him to be a major talent 
uh, and he has scored at Ibrooks before. Uh, so I believe he would, without doubt, start the game against Rangers. Barry, just quickly, what about that Tom Rogic news? Um, well, to be honest with you, it was kind of expected, um, to be honest with you, but um, Australia didn't like um, take the compromise that um, Brendan Rodgers offered up. In my opinion, I was playing our time to join the squad. But we've got plenty of depth in the squad now, the way we're playing. We've got some good youngers, uh, youngsters coming through, and uh, Brian Christie. Um, he looks as if he's fagging, so he could just mm. walk right in the Rogers' spot, I suppose. So, um, a big button, but it's not a big loss when you weigh up against all of that, I suppose. Okay, thank you to Barry in Bells Hill. Wardy's on Twitter, he's a Rangers fan, though, and he says, saying that Rogic missing isn't a blow. From saying Roderick missing the game isn't a blow is deluded they know it is we know it is and the fact that his manager tried everything he could to get him to play proves it it is a massive blow we're going to keep hearing from you and the managers some very interesting comments coming up next Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors a team that gets results every week talk to thompsons.com Hugh Keevan's first Christmas was the first Christmas Season's greetings from Clyde One Super Scoreboard Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon DL is still with us Is it cold out there? It's freezing oh, it's, I just took my t-shirt off there as well no. Anyone in here care? No No, didn't think so uh, Gordon's still with us Hugh, Mark and Alex as well We want to hear from you um, Now of course it was a busy day wasn't it Celtic won 3-0 A lot of the talk about Mikey Johnson And the breaking news that Tom Rogic will definitely miss the Rangers game uh, A couple of other talking points Hibbs held to a one-all draw against Livingston They missed a penalty And Neil Lennon not too happy he says, he, I mean, he says he's pleased with his team But there are some who are just not cutting it at the moment I think Wednesday took a lot out of the boys and you've only got two days to recover so I was pleased with the rotation and I was pleased with the way the game went in general I'm not happy about the goal we conceded because it's just a straight ball it's a straight ball through the middle of our defence it's, it's embarrassing it comes from nowhere I tell you it comes from Kimberry giving the ball away and falling on his backside and uh, he did that a lot seems to do that a lot I don't know what's, if it's a confidence thing with him or it's a lack of application but he's not Perform- he's nowhere near as hungry as he was last season and he needs to find that hunger again because he's an important player for us but um, you know, he scored against Celtic he's not scored any tap-ins he's not getting across people he's not holding the ball up well enough and um, I'm relying on other players to get us out of we're not scoring enough goals with the amount of possession and chances we're creating so obviously January's coming we'll have a good look at it but um, some of the players need to have a good look at themselves. It sums them up at the minute. Sloppy. Yeah, I don't know if it's confidence or not. But you know, he hasn't been taking penalties like that. You know, he normally goes up and smashes it. It's sloppy. His all-round game at the minute is is not there. Correct me if I'm wrong. I've not heard too many managers dig out a player specifically like that for a while. Boosting his confidence for Ibrooks uh, on Boxing Day. Uh, like, yeah, maybe a kick up the backside. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it has been known to work. Yeah. You know, you're basically challenging the player. Go on then. Mm. If you think you're that good, go on. Show me. They don't Gary, usually. Gary, they don't usually name them. They always do that. You know, they know who I'm talking about. <laughs> he's, he's absolutely slaughtered. He's he pretty specific. Yeah. He did it uh, a couple of weeks ago when he wasn't speaking to the press. Gary Parker came out and 
fronted Camberry as well. And it, yeah. it, it seems to me that they're frustrated about his application because it says it wasn't a confidence thing there. It was more to do with the way he was putting himself about the basics, the fundamentals of what he was doing last year, holding the ball up well, getting across the face of people, and he's not doing that. But well, he's, he's such a talent, you know. Yeah. They must see him every day, and what he's brought to the club since he's been there. Some of the goals he scored, they must sit and go, "How can he? How can this guy not produce this every week?" So that must be a level of frustration. You've for played Neil Lennon. under Neil Lennon. What would he make of that as a a managerial style? Because, well, like I say, uh, you, you, and I'm not saying it's wrong. All I know is that you don't hear that a lot. No, you don't hear that a lot in press. That's more. Similar to what you would hear And Neil in the dressing room Maybe a wee bit more vocal than that But uh, You know He gets to the point He doesn't Hide behind anything He doesn't generalise things If he's got a problem with a player He'll tell the player to his face Very unusual to hear him say it in the press Because he is always one For sticking up for his players in the press So I I think that just shows you The level of frustration How inconsistent Hibs are at the minute They're like Motherwell you know, to play a good game, play two bad ones, that's the way they are. Just Did they not do that with Samaras when he was at Celtic as well, Matt, when he says to him, you'll not play for me again, and then he actually played them as his number one? Well, he ended up as his number one, but there was a stage, yeah. And but I just mean in terms of fronting yeah. people publicly, and they're looking for that response. And he got a response from Samaras, but there was a point that it didn't look like Samaras was going to feature under Neil, Aye. but he certainly got a response, and maybe Camberry will be the same. Gordon Dale, what do you make of that? A fairly, I mean, blatant... Criticism of Camberry from his manager Yeah I like that I must admit I think that sometimes that Players get it too easy And they hide behind the manager And other players um, He's looking for a response He works with the boy day in day out So he knows the character And he feels it by going about his business this way And, and fronting them They'll get the best out of them and I think that's good man management. Whether it works, I don't know. Now, you say, why is he not doing it every week? Simple, because he's playing with Hibs. That's his level. He's not good enough to do it every, every week because if he was good enough to produce the form and the goals that he scored against Celtic, especially here and at Easter Road, then he wouldn't be at Hibs, no disrespect. Yeah, it reminds me of a call we got during the week suggesting Celtic should sign him. Well, so he, clearly, he clearly has an ego. Florian Cumberry When he scored the second goal Against Celtic last Sunday He ran to the Hibs crowd As if to say Who's a clever boy then eh uh, So he has an ego uh, And Neil Lennon Has challenged him now And I'm with Gordon I, I think that's good He's a Cumberry's a paid employee Of the football club And if you don't Do something right At your work Then You expect to be Told In no uncertain terms mm. And he should be No different Paolo is a Celtic fan from Paisley. What's on your mind tonight, Paolo? Ah, uh, how you doing? Yep, all good, thanks. I hope he's all well and I hope he's all over a lovely Christmas. Very kind yeah. of you, same to you. Thank you very much. My, 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 my question is really is open to you all, especially if you. I think Brendan Rodgers has got a bit of conundrum here. Uh, who does he pick against Rangers? Is it going to be Brown or Christie? For me, Brown... Because he's got the endeavour and the work rate, but Christie's been a breath, breath of fresh air. I think, I to a large extent, Paulo, the team against the uh, Rangers will be determined mm. by the team and how they perform at Petrodri. Gordon, especially. Uh, sorry, here I thought you were done when you go. No, no. But I, my my instinct, my gut instinct, would be. December the 29th is going to be a battle royal And that's normally the circumstances that suit uh, Scott Brown But Gordon, now that Tom Rogic is missing 
you could I mean probably be Brown and Christie, will it not be Christie in the Rogic role and Brown a bit deeper alongside McGregor? Um, yeah, I expect uh, Scott Brown to play at Ibrox. Uh, I'll probably be wrong in that because I thought he'd play in the cup <laughs> final. Uh, Christie came on today and looked very sharp indeed. But the formation, once again, it's, uh, you know, you look at it, everybody thought they were going to line up. You've got in Cham in there, everybody thought they were going to line up with 4-2 McGregor and Cham. Didn't. They, they went their 4-1-4-1 as usual. Um, and McGregor just sat in, in that role. So I agree with the boys. I think that Brendan Rodgers will decide that after Wednesday's game. But I would not be surprised. A guy that's played 500 games for Celtic, the captain, the leader, away from home, and the biggest game in the season, a battle. Sometimes you've just got to put him in there and rely on him because I remember one day at Ibrox when Celtic were really poor. He went in there, a crunching tackle, and all of a sudden the Celtic players realised we have to lift our game. That's how important he is. But he's got options to pick. Alex? Yeah, absolutely. Listen, I think um, I think the four one four one is absolutely the way that Celtic will go. It seems to be a, a, a formation that uh, the manager suits. And uh, but again, they've got so many personnel. But most certainly, it will all boil down to Wednesday night. Um, Paulo, what about this Tom Rogic business? Then are you? I mean, how disappointed are you? I'm sure you are disappointed, but comfortable. It's one that you can survive without. Oh, I'm extremely disappointed. Uh, if I had my way, we would put sanctions on Australia. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know how we impose that, Hugh, because it's actually FIFA. You know, FIFA's rules. You know, yeah, in yeah, many yeah. ways, they could have released. They could have had to release them earlier. So and and not played them against well, Aberdeen, but they're getting them for that game. You know, we've just heard Neil Lennon tear strips off one Hibs player, uh, and he loses three players because of the Asian Cup and because they uh, they work for a team down under. Let's hear from one of the men of the moment then Mikey Johnson's been speaking to the press After he scored two against Dundee this afternoon so Again it's just surreal It's unbelievable just scoring another couple of goals And helping the team to, to get a win Are you giving the manager something to think about Ahead for the next two games? Uh, as I said the other day I'm just taking everything day by day And just not getting too far ahead of myself And just I need to just keep working hard And hopefully I can get more chances you don't seem like the type who would be intimidated by the prospect of playing an Aberdeen or an Rangers over the next six days. If, uh, if asked, uh, if I'm asked, I'm, I'm going to play and I need to just keep showing uh, that I can I can score goals and I can help the team out. And hopefully, if I if I get the chance, I can I can do that. But I'm just going to keep working hard and see. Hopefully, I can get in the team. Let's quickly turn our attentions to tomorrow. We do have another big game. The fixture list is not complete until St Johnson host Rangers in Perth. Hugh. Well, for Rangers, it's a, a high-octane, high-pressure game because they can't drop any points uh, with Hibs and Celtic to come at Ibrooks because if they drop any points, they put additional pressure on themselves, make the Celtic game even bigger, if that's possible, than it already is. So uh, they've had their moments of dismay away from home this season. Uh, they can at times look... Not as good a side as they, they possibly are When they are in a place like McDermott Park It's a big day for them Alex, Celtic and Aberdeen The big winners at the top today Over to Rangers now Yeah, they have to uh, rise to that challenge, Gordon Because if they don't Then it'll be seen as another major disappointment And uh, they'll have to carry the, the performance If not the result But they have to take that performance tomorrow But it's going to be a very difficult afternoon up in Perth uh, Gordon Deal, you may leave <laughs> There's 20 seconds left of the show Hope you thaw out 
Merry Christmas to everyone when it comes and same I'll talk to you on Wednesday cheers lads Bye. yes same to you Celtic will be top at Christmas after a 3-0 win against Dundee elsewhere it finished Aberdeen 2 Hearts 0 Hamilton 1 Kilmarnock 1 Hibs 1 Livingston 1 and Motherwell 0 St Mirren 1 it's tough to keep up at this time of the year we are not on tomorrow we're back on Monday night Christmas Eve Hugh Keevans will be here Alex Ray will be here as well and we'll look back on another busy weekend of Scottish football thank you to the guys in the studio much appreciated the top team all around the grounds as well and of course the biggest thanks goes to you for all your calls and tweets and the final thing from us is to wish you a Merry Christmas we'll speak to you after the big day no we won't that's rubbish we're back on Christmas Eve yeah. just shows you see it was Gordon Dale threw me off get, get out well, you can still have a Merry Christmas stop anyway digging. stop digging and uh, George Bowie's up next the GBX now your weekend can really start One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years.